You're listening to the best morning routine ever podcast, the show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever. With your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Hello, morning enthusiasts. Welcome to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lou Need, And today I have the honor of introducing a very special guest to the show, Tamika Thomas. She is the Living Forward Strategist. Okay, so she helps women heal, elevate and become restored. Huge believer of God. And I'm excited to have her on the show right now because she is going to help us. She's going to empower our soul, our women right now. So it's with no further ado that I bring her on the show. Tamika, welcome. Hello. Thank you so much, doctor. Thank you for having me on. I count it an honor and a privilege being able to share your platform with you this morning. Yes, it's an, it's an honor. I'm grateful to have you on here. I know you have a, a shirt that says woman of God. So I want to hear about <laughs> the story, how you are using that to empower women. And, you know, just how did that come about? Because I know it's the journey then began there. Yes. You know, I believe the enemy's greatest tactic is on our identity, right? Mm -hmm. Even in the beginning with our big sister Eve, he attacked her identity with telling her you can know more than God or, you know, he questioned what she believed about herself. So it is my belief that my identity is first centered in Christ. Like it is literally Everything else, the accolades, the bio, all of that stuff is secondary to me being a servant of God and me being a woman of God. Like that's like the core of my identity and everything else just flows out of that, you know, because if I were to attach the the life coach, the author, the all these things to it, all of that stuff is fading. But Mm -hmm. my foundation is being a servant of God. And it is strong, right? We get having that being grounded in, in specifically in the word. So how do you help women restore? Um, how do they come to you and how do they leave you? Yeah, you know, so a lot of women come to me in this really broken place. And I'm just grateful that God has chosen me to be a vessel. My company is built off of Joel 225 that says God has the ability to restore all that the canker worm, the polymer worm, the caterpillar, like all those things ate up. Right. And so God allows them to come to me to be that conduit. I used to say that I was a container because ever since I could remember, like a lot of your listeners and probably even yourself, I've been the person that people come to with their secrets or with their hurts and their pains. And I used to say, well, I'm the container. I keep them, you know, and I hold them and God had to correct me and let me know that I'm the conduit. So -hmm. they come to me in this very vulnerable place where they're in this transition due to life's traumas. I have so many traumas. I could literally have a lifetime movie and God has used in all those, like I like to say, and turn my trials into treasures. So I, we attract, I believe what God has done for us. So because he has healed me, he has elevated me. He has restored me. Once they leave me, they're in this much better place. I have women by our third session, they almost feel guilty that things are going so well. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I feel better. And and I'm not worried about that. And I'm like, yeah, because we serve a God of the now. 
We serve a noun God. We serve a God that has the ability and, and nothing against mental health. I've worked in the mental health field for over 20 years. So mm-hmm. I know the power of that. However, I understand that when we connect to the true power source, there's suddenlies that happen in the spirit. Mm-hmm. The, what is a, what does a session look like? Yeah, so we start, it's, it's a 12-week um, program that I offer with my ladies. I have either individual or group. I believe in the power of group, but they start and, you know, um, people always tell me, I've never said this to anybody. So I, I believe that God has given me one of those superpowers where people tell me all their business. I know it's because I'm the oldest of 11. I have 10 younger brothers and sisters. So I have this big sister vibe about me, right? Mm-hmm. And so people feel safe. They feel comfortable. And we really start to just unpack it. I believe that God has called me to be an urban farmer. So I uproot, <laughs> I uproot those things with the power of God, those, those roots that cause the fruits of bitterness, abandonment, rejection, anguish, all those things. We get to the root of them very quickly. We unpack that inner childhood trauma. And we, by the end of the 12 weeks, some of the testimonies that my clients have blow my mind. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. The uh, unpacking, uprooting those, um, negative thoughts or those traumatic experiences that are, that have turned into habits, but somehow dictating how we live now, yeah. how we live today. And mm-hmm. that really changes who we are, who we, our foundation, our identity, really. Right. So it, it sounds like you take them back, you kind of get rid of all the gunk, uproot all the nastiness and then being restored into this like new being that they find their foundation. Yes, and it's not even, I'm sorry, doctor, not to um, interrupt you, but it's not even a new person because the definition of restored is to bring back to their former state. When God created us, we were great. Everything was amazing and wonderful. Life came and Satan with his devices, you know, derailed us from the restoration and from the perfection that God had already created us to be. So restored means to bring back to that who you always knew that you were. I think deep down, we know, especially when we're connected, truly connected to the vine. We know our purpose. We know Mm -hmm. who we are. It's found in him. Yeah. Let's talk a bit more about purpose, right? Because God, we have God given talents and a lot of it is stifled, right? Mm-hmm. Like a candle being, you you suffocating it uh, by killing the flame. How, you know, how can one begin to live in that purpose, that purpose-filled life? And it doesn't, I mean, we talk about being a servant, right? Having a servant heart, a servant leader. But how can one begin to find that God-given purpose and start tapping into it? Oh, that's such a good question. I think the first thing to do is um, we have so many distractions in this world that makes us think that this is, you know, Instagram tells us this is our purpose. Facebook tells us this is our purpose. The TV tells us this is our purpose. But when we eliminate those distractions and we get quiet and we spend time before God, I do often where I detox from social media Mm -hmm. and I, you know, get into my word because the Bible says that our purpose is found in him, right? So when we really seek God, 
God. Um, I believe your purpose is a combination of past hurts and pains and then just things that come very easy to us. Sometimes we think like our purpose is this. It has to be this big thing. I know that I was created to be a wife and a mother. That's my purpose. But I was also that's not all that I am. I'm also a good listener. Like I said, ever since I was a little girl, all my friends came to me and told me their secrets. So, okay, what can I do with that? There's a purpose in that. That's a gift. We think you have to be the one giving the prophecy, singing the song, preaching the sermon. That That's not always your purpose. Your purpose may be you're really, animals love you. And your purpose is being a veterinarian and taking care of animals. You know, it's really something that you find um that hurts you. And then something that comes very easy to you. I think when you're able to combine those two, Mm -hmm. I'm very sensitive to women. I've never been the type of girl that says, oh, I don't do women. I don't get along with women. Even though sometimes I didn't have the best friendships, I always loved women and I loved like sisterhood. And so taking that, but taking my life's hurts and pains, combining those two, Voila, you got your perfect. <laughs> Stepped into your own purpose uh, of serving others and giving them back. So you said something very valuable is detoxing, detoxing social media because of all the distraction that is around and um, spending some time in fasting, right? Fasting is something, it's a practice that I, I partake in quite often on uh, in the year regularly. And I have to tell you, coming out of it, there's so much power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Abstaining from eating and from food and just living on, on, on fluid and just water that, that the power in that, let's talk a little bit about what, how one can come out super recharged and restored and grounded. Mm-hmm. From fasting. You know, just hearing you talk, I can feel God's power because it literally is like a charging station. It is a way for us to connect and hear a lot of the ladies that I'm blessed to work with. They say, how do you hear from God? And I say, well, if you're cluttered with food and with like, if you're heavy, I mean, think about our, some of our major holidays when we eat all this food, all we want to do is go to sleep. We don't want to hear nothing. So when we are able to really release that need to feed our I think it's very interesting that one of the first the first sin that we know about in the Bible was connected to something that was put in her mouth, something that was put in his mouth. So when we say, okay, you know what? I am going to deny my flesh. I'm going to deny my earthly and my fleshly urges. God has, it's like this portal is open and we're able to hear very, very clearly, you know, talking about daily routines. That is something I don't want to call it a ritual or routine, but it's definitely something like you. I live a fasted life. I believe in order for me to do the work that God has called me to do, I have to have that fasted life. Yes. And I can imagine you being the, not just the vessel, right? Cause you, you got the word that you're the conduit, but it is filtering through you, right? The channel, the route, right? That's all the conduit is. And so you yourself has to be, have to be filled. How do you do that? So we can talk about your morning routines. You know, how do you get up, dress up and show up? How do you get refilled? How do you get recharged so that you can show up for the ladies you work with? Yeah. So I have practices that I've been doing for the last 10 plus years. And it's really been, take. it took me from overwhelm and stress to really just in this place of rest 
and return. Like when I say return, I mean, returning back to God. So every morning um, before the kids, um, I think it's, it's important to say me and my husband together, we have eight children. So I have all the, you're keeping it going from 11 to eight. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, with that, a lot of women, when we, when we become mothers or wives, we make excuses for our morning routine and for our own self-care. And part of me taking care of me and being connected to God, what I call non-negotiables, things that I have to do every single morning. So I get up before the family. I have a time of prayer. I have a time of meditation and not where I'm like, you know, none of that, but where I'm just sitting quietly, meditating on the word of God, reading, listening to God, like hearing a lot of times I'll go to pray and God tells me, no, I need to just, I need to talk to you. So I've put that into my daily routine where I'm listening to God. I read his word. And then I also read educational literature, you know, because I'm not just walking around, you know, speaking in tongues and doing all that all day. I'm also a normal human being, right? That I have to have like connectional things with people. So I read, I try to, you know, I read every morning and then I write, this is my favorite, favorite thing is I journal every single day. And I start with um, gratitude. God told me that gratitude pays for the damage that trauma caused. So I write out what I'm grateful for. And it's not just the house, the cars, the jobs, the money. It's like, Lord, this morning I said, I am grateful for taking a deep breath, like things that we forget. You know, I, I was dealing with a little cold and now that I'm able to take that deep breath, I'm like, Whoa, Lord, I thank you. Right. So I'm grateful. Yeah. I write down three things that I'm grateful for. And then I write down my non-negotiables. So three to five things that I plan to do within the day that these are like must do's. And then I um, write a love letter to God or a prayer to God. I do this every single day doing this has really taken me from a place of like overwhelmed stress um, where I battled with dis- uh, depression and anxiety to where I'm like, I know everything's going to be taken care of because I've done my due diligence. You've done your ritual. You've done your morning routine. You've put God first, right? To starting yeah. the day in your word. You know what they say, prayer is us talking to God and meditation is God talking to us. So I like that you emphasize that early on, like that silent moment to sit in and to hear from from God is crucial because it's not a one-way conversation. That's right. That's right. For sure. You have to make time. And so the morning routine, it's powerful. It's powerful because how else are you going to show up for all eight babies, all eight kids <laughs> and your clients and running a business, right? Because you're not just a mother and a husband. You are an entrepreneur. You are running a business. You are doing God's work in that business. So if you need the, the mental capacity, you need to continue to to be connected, right? Divine connection needs to constantly happen. And that's the work we have to do. Honestly, yeah. we have to position ourselves to be connected divinely. Mm-hmm. I love that you use that word position. Um, God has been talking to me a lot about, you know, women of the Bible or just people of the Bible. Um, nothing came, no healing came, no favor came, nothing came unless they were perfectly positioned. So a lot of times we pray and we sit and we're like, God, why is nothing happening? But then we don't position ourselves. 
So the morning routine positions me to be able to have the capacity to receive more clients, the capacity to hear all of their stuff and not take it on as my own, the capacity to still cook dinner for my family and not be mean to my husband, right? The capacity to do all these things. It's the grace of God, truly, by me positioning myself in the morning. It is powerful. And you're wearing multiple hats throughout the day. Tell me what's your favorite hat. My favorite hat is mom. I I love my clients. I absolutely am blessed to have them. I love my husband, but those kids, (laughs) you know, as much as they are my biggest headache, they are also my biggest blessing. And I am so grateful to be called their mom. Oh, I love that you just shared that because I'm expecting my first. <laughs> and so it's 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 lovely to have heard that word of confirmation. Like once once that that connection is made, it's it's life. It's bonding. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. And our kids range from twenty three to ten. And I mean the the love that I have for the twenty three year old, it didn't fade all the way down to the ten year old. You know, I thought, how do you? But that's that's God, right? He's expansive. He he allows us to grow, and it's just it's amazing. And, and, and love some more. You're like, how can I love the the last one like I love the first one? You do, yes, because God is His love's abundant as well, right? He doesn't Absolutely. he didn't pick. I do have an interesting question about being a mom and entrepreneurship that work life balance. I was hearing Rhonda. Under Shonda, Shonda Rhimes uh-huh. speaking, uh, um, and she said that you don't have it all as a woman. You can't have it all as a woman, right? You cannot have the successful career, the well-established um, husband relationship and the beautiful kids because when you are at work, there's a sacrifice being made. You're missing your kids' recital. You're missing your kids' swimming class. So let's talk about that balance, that notion of like, Work-life balance, but it's different for an entrepreneur because work doesn't stop as an entrepreneur. So let's talk a little about that <laughs> notion that work-life balance doesn't exist. It's a sacrifice that you made. It's a priority. It's like you're juggling 10 balls. Some of them only got to put one down for a second until you deal with the one prioritizing. Yes. Oh, my gosh. This is one of my favorite things to talk about because I believe that balance is a myth. And I believe that we'll never have perfect balance. And just like you said, if you are trying to balance, something's going to fall. I believe that God has given women the grace to. And I, I feel like balance is rooted in patriarchal white supremacy. You know, that's that's just what really what I believe, because it's not for us. But when we live in harmony, Harmony is so different than balance. Harmony is, you know what? I'm not going to make it to the football game today because I have the speaking engagement. I'm not going to make it to track because I have this thing. But when I get back, that is on. That's now not playing the high tune. You're playing the high tune, right? When we think of harmony, we think of an orchestra and everything works in, in perfect flow and perfect harmony. However, you don't always hear the drums. You may not always hear the string instruments. You may not always hear, but they're all working together to make this beautiful sound. So that's how I look at my life. And and I think the way that it works and it flows perfectly is because I let my children and my husband know about the things that are happening. And I let the people that I'm working with or working for know about the family. So then there is this perfect harmony that can happen. 
that that communication is key in letting people know what's going on because yeah. you 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 are more than just the coach just the more than the mom and the husband it's a, it's a the whole life. It's a holistic, it's a whole package. Yes. <laughs> you have to take care of it. This is um, really insightful. I really am grateful. And thank you for sharing. Um, I do want to give you an opportunity. Please tell us how can we connect with you? Where can we find you? Thank you so much. So if you go to, I made it very simple, TuesdayWithTamika.com. You could find my podcast. You could find my products, my services, everything that I do there. Um, Instagram, social media, Tamika Thomas, everywhere that you scroll, like, and comment, you could find me there. (laughs) That is amazing. Really, really thank you for sharing Anything that you would want to leave our audience with? One item. Yes. You know, I I definitely want to gift your audience with um, the daily planner that I created. It's a digital product. And I believe that using this product will help you to live a life to inspire and not impress, which is God's way for us. Yes. We'll we'll put that on the show note. Thank you so much, Tamika, for coming on the show and sharing with us today. It's been an honor. Thank you, Doctor. I appreciate your time and um allowing me to use your platform to share. Yes. All right, morning enthusiasts. That's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. If you love the best morning routine ever podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or Google Play. While you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Be sure to visit bestmorningroutineever.com and our Facebook group to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free bonus content. Until next time.